Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 223. And due to assorted internet non availability of Mike and my non presence on Twitter because I was too busy procrastinating to avoid doing all the assignments that I'm supposed to be doing, we won't be joined by Brad this week. But we do have Mike, I'm afraid you're just going to have to put up with the two of us. And I've really sprung this on him, but I think I've talked long enough for him to gather his wits together and come up with something. Yes, indeedy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. There you go. Hmm. Not original, but... <laughs> I'm just happy to have scored so well in the project course. He said, uh, excellent and well put together presentations. And while I didn't put together the presentations, I did take front and centre and blather happily away on them. You got the credit then. I'll take credit for having fielded questions. I mean, a couple of the guys on the course are Finns, and Finns just don't put themselves forward. <laughs> right. Oh, I see something from Gemma about Tori. Yeah. I'm still debating dropping this graphing algorithms course. Well, how far into it are you? Assignment 1 is due on Thursday, but my coding skills appear to have atrophied. Yeah. I've been trying to cram the entirety of the Java language into my head in less than a fortnight. <laughs> I mean, I'm good, but I don't know if I'm that good. But the thing is, I'm tempted to continue with the course because it's the one module I'm doing where several times per lecture I'm going... Uh, what? Because every other lecture, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pushing you. Yeah. Right. It's sort of, I don't fully grasp this the instant it's shown to me. This is refreshing. Whereas today, <laughs> it was a guy called Sharok. Have you ever had to go to a meeting or a presentation where the person giving it is incapable of anything more than a very slight inflection? So you're not getting that much out of the uh, the presentation then? He went on for an hour and 20 minutes, I think, nearly. It's like, what's that teacher in Ferris Bueller? He just droned continuously, delivering dry information slowly. <laughs> and your brain kind of shuts down in self-defense. Oh, yeah, large and important parts of my brain were clubbed into unconsciousness. <laughs> this guy started a quarter past and just kept going and going and going. I was putting on there Google+. Plus. Can you ring me, please, Tony, for the love of God? I know you're not here. Can you just ring me? I'll answer the phone and I'll go, I'm sorry, I have to leave. I told you about this guy. He, he is our version of Zelenka. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Vladimir Rogin. Good name, that. Indeed. And we have, huh, we have a conversation, but not really anything relevant to the current recording. Not directly, but funnily enough, she's talking about the episode that we're going to record. But she doesn't know we're going to record. She might not have read our earlier tweet. Possibly not. Ah, explosive werewolf. You're drinking a can of Coke or something? Yep. Nearly gone. I may top up my liquid then before we actually start blathering. And today's nibbly bits are guaranteed to contain no non-artificial colours or flavours. All natural then, is it? No non-artificial. No non-artificial. You've probably seen them. Sour straps, they're a sort of rainbowish colour. I mean, they're bright chemical colours which do not exist in nature. Right. Brain blasters. <laughs> Sounds delicious. They're very chemical. They probably contain uh, more sugar than is physically possible to fit into every gram than what <laughs> normal physics would allow. Did you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes of other podcasting studios? Well, come on in. Let's take a peek. 
and let's see what makes other podcasts tick. At the Podcasting Gear Show, I examine the equipment, the apps, and the software that make podcasts happen. I interview podcasters and talk about the gear that their studios can't do without. The Podcasting Gear Show can be found at podcastingguru.com. And that was the promo for the Podcasting Gear Show, hosted by Scott Herzog. You may recognise the voice from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast and the Dune Saga podcast. Two shows we highly recommend. You know, by the way, that I'm using the mouse map. <clears throat> so am I. Well, generally I wouldn't bother because it's an optical mouse, but the slidey bit on my computer desk is white. And white really doesn't work well with a red laser. Well, my desk is glass and it doesn't work at all with a blue laser. <laughs> I've almost gotten used to the Xbox controller now. I wanted a word controller so I could play Steam games. Yeah. Obvious Dune lift in Half-Life 2. It's been a while since I've played it. I've come to a point where you've had to abandon the buggy and take to the cliff path. And you get to a thing uh, where this guy says, no, no, stay in the rocks. If you walk in the sand, the crabs will come. <laughs> I'm thinking, that wasn't even subtle. Let's just lift sandworms right out. You even hear rumbling noise if you step on the sand. What was that Kevin Bacon film? Screamers? No. Similar. Tremors. Which were Dune Lift anyway, because Dune's been out since... Probably. The, Dune's, been out, <laughs> Dune's been out since the 60s. Although I have to say, I can't imagine short of major investment, they'll improve on that sci-fi miniseries. Although Children of Dune wasn't as good. The first three-part thing was excellent. Told you, you should listen to that Dune Saga podcast. You'd enjoy it. Yeah. I'm listening to book three of Game of Thrones, as read as the previous two were by Roy Detrice, who played the maester to King Stannis in the show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good voice, has he? He's got an interesting range. He doesn't do women too well. He's definitely got... It's been a while since I've listened to it. Well, there's your 2014 gone then. <laughs> oh, did I tell you running time then? No, probably yes. We're, we're talking month. Ah, <laughs> uh, 47.40. I'll take it you watch season four premiere? No. I've contacted Adriana to see if we can arrange a time to watch it together. No, oh, okay. If only because she's only read to the end of book two. And watching her reaction to Ned's death was uh, entertaining. <laughs> she said it was horrible. I suppose as soon as you saw who was playing Ned, you figured he was going to die. Well, you always hope he sticks around. It's Sean Bean. <laughs> Have you ever seen any major production that he's like? He's, I mean, I saw Alan Tudyk pop up in Justified and I thought, He's not even going to last a bloody episode, is he? <laughs> no. You go, oh, it's Alan. Oh, dear. <laughs> just what it's just so easy to watch. I could just sit there and watch episodes back to back without complaining. Especially since I'm supposed to be doing other stuff. I must actually finish off season nine of Smallville. <laughs> it got sort of set aside. But a lot of the shows I've been watching, I haven't even looked at Continuum yet. And it's Tuesday. Right. Well, I had that thing last night. Yeah. You know, so I went back in the house until like nine o'clock and I just had time to watch an episode of Justified. And Victoria wants us to keep up the good work. Yeah, someone naturally responded to your earlier tweet. Oh, so they did. And you favorited it, did it? I see Corin, even though he wasn't tagged, responded to a picture tweet that was sent earlier that we were included in. Yeah. Shall we get on with it? Why not? I'm looking at the black screen. Count is on zero, 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 zero. Three, two... One, Oh, Daedalus. Yep, never too bad to start off the show with a bit of CGI gritty. Indeed. Doctor, we're, we're ready to go. We'll meet you at the rendezvous site. Ah. What the hell? 
So Coldwell will be featured in this episode, no doubt. <laughs> you think that I'm working for the trust? Pointing guns at Coldwell. Familiar theme. God. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick on Coldwell Wheat. Well, the thing is, I mean, <laughs> why, why not? Slow down, lads. Mm. We'll just sit and watch this box for hours at a time. Yeah, people do. Is it that engaging? It depends what's on it. Yeah, talking about television to aliens who don't quite get it. Most of which are fictional representations of ridiculously attractive people in absurd situations. McKay does have a point. Educational programs, all sorts of documentaries. Not many people watch them, but, uh, well, they're on. Now, McKay would appreciate Cosmos. Of course, he'd probably be claiming he should have hosted it. Not everyone, although I will confess to the occasional half-hour of Jeopardy. Jeopardy. <laughs> Name the show, Jeopardy. Sounds dangerous. Double Jeopardy? That's twice as dangerous. That's an interest. We haven't seen that before, have we? Uh, we've seen the head-up display, just not that particular version of it. You think they updated the software? Uh, who knows? There's two of them. There's another one in lower orbit. Another what? I don't know, but... Big enough to hold a person. Ooh, a person. Or uh, an army of very little people. That's a marvellous observation there, Ronald. No. It's definitely not a coffin. I'm reading life signs coming from inside of both of them. That's a... Yeah, that expression on McKay's face looks like he's just eating fruit. <laughs> Nice. They look remarkably like Federation runabouts. They do a bit. It's hard to imagine they're in a stable orbit, though. No, because they're spinning. Well, not only that, but that close together, you know. Mm. Colonel Caldwell, I see you have arrived without your ship. Yes, well, Hermione's doing some repairs of the hyperdrive that requires traveling in a white orbit around the solar system. So while my ship flies in circles, I thought I'd beam down early and see if I could do a little repair work of my own. So, Stephen's all well and good then. Indeed. Yes, the symbiote's been taken out by the Tok'ra. He's, uh, full of beans. Still, you can't be held responsible for your actions. <laughs> I bet some people do hold him responsible. <laughs> Ask Kavanaugh what he thinks about it. It's his fault. Well, it's hardly his fault. Well, he think. Well, no, I suppose it's not technically his fault. You know, he didn't volunteer for it. Mm. Or did he? Could be a huge double bluff. Thank you. The way he's just you know pushing stuff in and in and out in the control line, not even looking at him. Hmm. Okay, exactly how did the jumper bring that back? Colonel Caldwell, welcome back. Thank you, Doctor. Colonel, what do we got? We think it's a life pod of some kind. It appears to be designed solely for the purposes of maintaining a single human life in stasis. Hmm. Human life. Yes. There's another one in a decaying orbit, but uh, we can only fit one inside the jumper. I've already sent Lauren and Jumper 6 to recover the second pod. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, how long has it been in that orbit then? Now it's decaying. Once it decays, I'd have thought <laughs> a couple of orbits it's done. Well, it depends. Hello, Doctor. Sure. Ooh, she looks old. <laughs> yes. The actress herself, you know, she said she was lively as anything. Hmm. I think they said she was about 92. A daughter came along, had to calm her down, saying, You're going to be lying still. <laughs> All the major organs are shutting down. Mm -hmm. How long was she out there? There's no way to tell for certain. So she could be an ancient. Ah, uh, the pod design makes me doubt that. 
Well, I suppose who's inside doesn't necessarily equate to who designed the pod. I wonder what happened to her. Who? Oh! Oop, there. Medical team lab three, stack. What? <laughs> Why aren't they in the medical lab anyway? They know somebody's in there. I thought that'd be an accessible precaution. Maybe they couldn't get it through the door. <laughs> yeah, something simple like that. Okay then, The Long Goodbye, Season 2, Episode 16 of Stargate Atlantis. The Gatecast, Episode 223. The episode was directed by Andy Makita and written by Damien Kindler. Had its world premiere in Canada, January the 2nd, 2006. The Americans got it February the 10th. We got it February the 15th. The French, July the 8th. Swedes, July the 13th, 2007 and the Japanese November the 14th of the same year. Plenty of shows with episodes of the same title. Growing Pains, Full House, Dallas, Casualty, Judging Amy, Dawson's Creek, The West Wing, and there are also a couple of movies of the same name. Indeed, I saw one from 63. <laughs> and we're back. The long goodbye and Atlantis in a nice calm sea. This is not my fault. You were all there, relax. <laughs> of course it is, Rodney. It's always your fault. Mm. Say something, woman. Say something. Ah, Mitch. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You okay? Dr. Ware is fine. Dr. Ware doesn't talk about herself in third person. Oh. <laughs> this never ends well. No. A security team to the infirmary? That's not necessary, Colonel Caldwell. Full access to Elizabeth's memories. She's merely harboring my consciousness. Oh, here we go again. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, flashback. Yeah. A race of explorers. What could go wrong? Brother Wraith? Yes. We were forced to abandon ship and launch our life pods. <laughs> I've got the feeling that she'd have said yes, even if you said Daleks. Yeah. Pod has determined my body is beyond resuscitation. Hmm. You're quite correct. Then for all intents and purposes, I am already dead. I'm sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Full of compassion is Gawson. So am I. Yeah, 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 we're all very sorry. Where's Elizabeth? She is here also. And I suppose you'd like us to take your word for that? Would you like to speak with her? Yes, we would. <laughs> Where's her mind? Would it be a bit hmm. much if they had her eyes flashing? No. <sighs> Dr. Weir? Oh, oh, it's okay, Carson. I'm... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Is she, though? Elizabeth? I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's another, um... I know. Her name is Phoebus. You seem remarkably sanguine about all of this. I'm wearing the one T-shirt I have that actually fits. <laughs> the other pod. Uh, Phoebus urgently desires to be here when we bring the other pod back to Atlantis. Why? She believes it's her husband. Husband? He escaped the ship. She's certain of it, and... Ah, the rush of emotion is... It's overwhelming. Oh, is it? (laughs) Oh, that's emotion, is it? That's why you're flushed and panting and smiling. It's emotion. Right. She's not just tickling your pleasure centers. Really? Sanguine? This is a show for an American audience, and you're throwing in words like sanguine? I've been given out to about the complexity of my English. As I understand it, the beam that hit Elizabeth was part of a fail-safe feature built into the pod system. Shepard really doesn't trust this. 
He lo- actually, you know what? He looks like a dog that's just been given the trick he can't quite figure out. <laughs> they brought the other pod back. Mm-hmm. Fortunate that. Black box. That makes sense. Even if the body isn't capable of being revived, the survivor can still report what happened to their shit. Rescue team could interrogate them even if they were incapable of regaining consciousness. Assuming, of course, you get found by a compatible being. Although we haven't seen many non-human inhabitants of the Pegasus galaxy, well, for the obvious reason. You did say black box, I mean, saying it's pretty dark seems odd. <laughs> Are you sure she's up for this? Physically, she's perfectly fine. Yes, Carson, she can walk. Yes. <laughs> and he just pushes the wheelchair off. <laughs> you're a hopeless romantic, you know that? Well, you're just as hopeless. I love this. Tori was on the commentary of this episode with Andy McKeats and Brenton Spencer. She said that her neighbour kept coming up saying, I've seen you on the promos, kissing people and shooting people. <laughs> Won't last more than a few hours. You can guarantee that. A day at most. This is an excellent episode with Tori, though. It really is. And? You need to get closer, John. Yes, you do. He's still alive. <laughs> Barely. Same as before. Life sounds even fainter than the first one. If we're going to do this, we should do it now. I prefer if this alien consciousness weren't armed. Oh, yeah. Give McKay the gun. Yeah, because uh, McKay with a gun is like a fish with a bicycle. <laughs> Reacts well to pressure, does McKay. Mm. We'll have to be in close proximity to the pod for the transfer to happen. <laughs> Give him time. But you're not moving. You know, they were husband and wife. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> I promise to be discreet, Colonel. Well, um, I guess I'll see you guys later. Have fun. I've said it before, these pair would have made a good couple. Yeah. Yes, have fun. But not too much. <laughs> That's it. There we go. Come on. Whee! Give him a moment. <laughs> like a light switch. Ding. Phelan, it's me. Phoebus? It's all right, these people recovered our pots. Why do I get the impression they're actually war criminals or something horrible? <laughs> I mean, it's a straight lift from that Trek episode. I don't know if it's happened often enough for it to be a trope. I think it does, yeah. Let this be your last battlefield, but this is done with a hell of a lot more style. Yeah. Well, you know, they had 40 years to improve it. Yes. One last chance. To say goodbye to my husband. You listen to this conversation, you, you can see it's all hello. <laughs> so much for discretion. You know, you, you listen to him, you think, ah, oh, she's explaining everything to him. You know, hoping he, he's going to play along with it. Hmm. It's not what I expected. She isn't armed yet. Hmm. I know this body is different, but I assure you, Salem, it's me. Yes. Is it possible for us to be alone, just for a few minutes? No, absolutely not. Oh, don't be so heartless. <laughs> oh, Carson. Oh, you. You sappy sod. Ooh, that's a bit stern, isn't it? I'm just saying there should be an armed guard just outside the door. Two guards. There we go. One at each door. I've already taken that precaution. They're right outside. Of course they are. Right, now we know where the guns are. <laughs> go for it. Hey. Ooh. Jesus! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Security left! Right. Oh. 
Sunday, don't shoot that Colonel Shepard. Be careful, McKay. <laughs> you don't want to shoot Shepard. <laughs> Serious marriage counseling. He's not my husband. He's the enemy. Drop your weapon. Now radio security and tell them everything is fine. Everything's not fine. Oh. Oh, poor Carson. <laughs> Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> She's only going to stun you, man. Never been better. Uh, Colonel Caldwell was kidding when he said what he oh, said. Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Weir. Attention all personnel. Colonel Shepard is not, I repeat, not who he pretends to be. If you find him, secure the area and contact me immediately. I'll deal with him myself. See, now this is the problem. If they told the whole base of what was going on, this wouldn't be a surprise to everybody. Hmm. I'd say that whole scene comprised of eight pages of script. They had to cut it down dramatically. The oh. episode was running long. Surprisingly, this episode took about a month to shoot. Hmm. Scheduling conflicts, they had to film scenes as and when people were available. He recovered very fast. We have a medical emergency in Lab 3. You all right? Stunner blast. I'm fine. What happened? She was playing us from the beginning. Where? Shepard 2. It's both of them now. Control room. Patch my radio through to security teams only. This is Caldwell. Both Dr. Weir and Colonel Shepard are under the influence of alien entities. If at all possible, subdue and contain them with non-lethal force. We can track them down faster. There is a medical team on its way. Go. <laughs> I'm in charge now. So, not Roland. I don't think Roland understands the meaning of the term non-lethal force. <laughs> non-lethal force means you only break three limbs. Ma'am. <laughs> yes, Major. At last, the... They've given him some warning. I'm gonna need you to hand over that weapon. Now, did it occur to you that Colonel Caldwell might be under the same influence as Colonel Shepard? You weren't there. Hand over the weapon. That's it. It's a rounder. So if open fire, we shoot each other. Everybody, everybody should have stun weapons on security. Mm. You can't be carrying around lethal weapons like that. <laughs> Get your hand off me, boy. <laughs> Again. She likes that move, doesn't she? She kicks ass. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Once again, Bam Bam is doing all the uh, stunt coordination for the episode. Ooh, she took the little crystal thing out. Report? We just lost contact with Major Lorne. All right, I want all non-essential personnel to return directly to their quarters and remain there until notified. The only people I want moving through the city are my security teams. Sir. <laughs> yeah, because they've been so effective thus far. Yeah, my security teams. Security teams travel in groups of two or more. They'll be the only individual signals traveling through the city. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Uh, look, I don't want to get all uh, chain of command on you here, but um, I am a senior member of this expedition. So with Elizabeth and Colonel Shepard out of the equation, then... I'm you know... in charge. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not the time, Rodney. Not the time. Is that doesn't possible that because I was host to a ghoul, you don't trust me, Doctor? I didn't say that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does that clear things up for you? <laughs> this was one of David's favourite days filming. Fine. He really enjoyed working with Mitch. Hmm. Surprisingly enough, this is the first time Tori's seen this episode completed. Hmm. She doesn't even watch the dailies because she comes from a, a stage background. She's not really used to being able to see your work in progress. Hmm. And these people are going to try to stop us. Got all the time in the world, and there's only one of them I'm worried about. We both want a shot at the same thing. Mean each other. <laughs> and neither one of us will get that chance if you keep running. <laughs> These people really have issues. 
You'd almost believe they were man and wife. Mm. <laughs> it's also something Tori says. Uh, she made the conscious decision to ruffle her hair up. Mm. Didn't have a plan. You just wanted me dead. Still do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I can't wait to see that look of defeat on your face. Just one last time. You mean the look on my face when you ran my fighter, making sure neither one of us would win? That was hatred, not defeat, Phoebus. Is that any way to talk to your wife? <laughs> Run all you like. The moment I find you, you die. They made a joke of it, the fact that in the expedition there were no hairdressers or barbers, so how come everybody keeps getting nice, decent haircuts? How do you know there's no hairdressers or barbers? I'm sure they brought one. Oh, of course they did, yes. <laughs> it's not like Universe, it's not like they just rushed through with what they had, they planned what people to bring. This is a, Can you imagine any... Yes, but can you imagine any military post without a barber? U.S. military post? Yeah, there's one thing to get the clippers on one and go, bzz, bzz, bzz. another thing with the women. Well, I'm assuming Taylor's people have hairdressers. Well, here we are playing hide-and-seek with Beau Elizabeth. Although, if you look at the superstructure of the city, there seems to be a lot of gaps. It's not as if they can Taylor or Ronan can hide behind those effectively. That's a nice shot. Yeah, pulled from Seas 3, where they first used it. <laughs> Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. Both Phoebus and Thalen are competent fighters, even in other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. We're going full alert status. I think I just located one of them near the power room. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yes, he was definitely near the power room. <laughs> Again, uh, Brent and Spencer, who... Whoop. Whoa! Whoop. That was Ashley, the stunt woman. Had to do that stunt twice, because the first time she did it, one of the cameras fell off. Why? <laughs> I don't know how he thinks. I don't have the slightest clue how she thinks. Very well. What happened? city just went dark. Oh, tell me you had someone guarding the power room. Two marines from Daedalus. Yeah, they said how uh, challenge it was to shoot these scenes. Minimal light. Like you see, they're just using the flashlights and PDAs for light sources. Where's auxiliary power? Not good at generators aren't kicking in. He or she must have damaged the backups. Lost everything? Shields, communications, long-range and biometric sensors. Hmm. As I've said before, many a modern show can look at how Stargate used to light its dark scenes. And you're not missing out in any detail. I should go along too. Marines could be hot. Exactly. Marines may have been interested. Well, they did a real number on it, didn't they? <laughs> Rodney. Prison down there waiting in ambush. Because he's not trying to kill us. He's trying to kill Doctor Weir. <laughs> Eventually. Ooh. <laughs> it's broken. There's your damage assessment. Oh, come on. That's something McKay would say. Go. Yeah, and and he said one of the benefits of having a lot of the lighting guys who work on music concerts is that they don't really know how to uh, operate the rigging sets. Ronan, you in there? Ronan, you there? <laughs> don't fall for it. Look, I came here looking for you, buddy. So uh, don't shoot, or you'll ruin my entire plan. What Codwell tell you? That you're not who you say you are. Yeah, well, consider the source. If there are two alien entities running around, it's him and Weir. 
I'm the good guy here. So who got the power? Oh, Ronan, you fool. Okay, I admit, uh -uh. And why? I'm just trying to stay alive here. Caldwell has given the orders, and you're the only one I can trust not to shoot me on sight. <laughs> what about where? Where you can shoot. And by shoot, I mean stun, and only because she's not herself. Can you prove you're you? No, I can't. Ain't <laughs> unusual. <laughs> what would Shepard watch on TV? No, that won't work. And why not? Because if there was an alien consciousness in my head, he'd know the answer was football. But only Shepard would admit that, so... Right. At least he's carrying a weapon that can stun you. Yeah, even if he has difficulty actually finding the stun setting. <laughs> he probably has a label on it in some language only he speaks, which translates as wimp. You've got to admit, this is clever. He's doing a real number on him by making him believe that he'd not say something. Oh, that's foolish. Although, in fairness now, Roman is not one of the planet's great strategic thinkers. But he's not stupid either. He was a member of his own military. And to be totally honest, why leave John with... What was he carrying there? P90 or 9mm? P90, I think. Yeah, take the stunner away from him. Give him the more dangerous weapon. But he didn't keep the stunner, didn't he? No, he took the stunner away from him. I can see you... And the boys have gone for the high-tech approach. Quick, guys, turn on the lights. Well, the good news is the ZPM is still intact. That looked a bit plasticky, more so than usual. The control system's been damaged by some well-placed weapons fire. I assume until it's operational again. I just got here. I have no idea. Report when you can. Oh, I'm used re-threading all those fibers. <laughs> That's a job. Those two guys in the background sitting on the floor, brothers, Clay Virtue and Marshall Virtue. Stuntman. I see. Ooh, the music welling up a bit more. Indeed. Oh, come on, how could you miss? Ronan's not that fast. Sorry, buddy. Plan didn't work. She got away because all I had was this stupid little thing. This was the first time she got to fire at P90. <laughs> By the end of the day, she really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I tell you what, he is screaming in my head right now like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> no. Medical team to Southport Cargo Hold. You have a man down. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me a headache. <laughs> Oh. Ooh. And they had to reshoot this little scene because Ronan actually touched his face and it looked like the blood had come from the kick. Who huh. called in the man down? I don't know, sir, but it sounded like Colonel Shepard. All right, send in the medical team. Tell them to be careful not to walk into an ambush. Okay, report, please. Still working. <laughs> it doesn't have to be pretty, doctor. Just get the primary systems up and running again. Yeah, that is what I'm doing. Instead of running after them with bloody guns, why don't you try talking to them? I say what? I don't know, just stall him. We know it's only a matter of time before Dr. Weir and Colonel Shepard are themselves again. Yeah, I'll take that under advisement, Doctor. In the meantime, I think you should return to the infirmary. I'm sending you a patient. On my way. Rodney, I can use some light down there as well. Yes, working. Yeah, unfortunately, they know the base better than anybody. And as we've seen, they're quite happy to uh, do some serious damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Everybody loves Rodney. 
How very ancient of them. Why is there a chain over that valve? I'm not sure. Nice little bit of speeded up mm -hmm. footage. Rachel. I can't help but think, you know, the glow of the weapons does kind of give away your position. Rare we see Ronan in that condition. He was unconscious when we found him. He's been shot. I can see that, son. Now go drums up a few more torches. Flashlights, off you go. Bloody dark ages. Gloves. You see, clearly he's been shot. I mean, we have an ambulance <laughs> coming and everything. Colonel Caldwell, this is Taylor. I'm at the base of the Central Tower tracking Dr. Weir. Understood, I'll send reinforcements. I can handle Dr. Weir. <laughs> you mean she probably can. Can't Dr. Weir hear her? Colonel Shepard is also close by. Is she in a secure channel? I would hope so. Just a little more light over the wound. Thank you, dear. Come on. There is your little bugger. <laughs> wow, that got mangled. <laughs> One bullet. I would thought it had broken up to that extent. Now to stop the bleeding. No beep, beep, beep from battery-operated monitors. Apparently not. For a strange emission, that is. You would have thought everything in the medical bay would be battery-backed up. It might be worth making sure there's an independent power supply. So tell me, he's got night vision goggles on and he's looking at a bright orange energy pack. Mm. This would make excellent pay-per-view. Mm. Oh. That's gone off the stun setting. Stop getting in the way! <laughs> Stop getting in the way! <laughs> Go ahead and expend all your ammunition just like you did last time! People don't know how to fight, Beavis. That's why we're gonna win the war! This war is not over yet! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, let's put the cheap plastic toy in. Colonel Caldwell, I'm ready to attempt a partial power-up. Give me everything you got, Doctor. I have report of automatic weapons fire and Taylor's not answering a radio. Here we go. I've got to say, I'm impressed with Rodney. I would have thought it had taken him a lot longer. Oh, mm. look at that. Pretty. That is pretty. Of course, there they come on. <laughs> right, let's get them under a scanner and make sure I didn't miss any tissue damage. Lovely work, everyone. That guy dressed in black, who were in the background of the surgery, that was Jerry, Joe Flanagan standing. That was his first time in front of the camera as himself. <laughs> All this started, you know, because he forgot their anniversary. <laughs> it's more than one way in, Phoebus. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought there were a lot of running about in Doctor Who. Well, that's careless, isn't it? Yep. Leaving a command code still active. Have begun automatically sealing themselves off. Move. Well, excuse me! Oh, that's not good. That's not a good oh. place to be. Oh. <laughs> it's not letting me override. Because the moment the power came back up, she used a remote computer terminal to take control of the city. Yeah, once again, we're seeing more of Elizabeth's capabilities. Hmm. Even if they are, if you like, 
another mind controlling everything, but it's her knowledge that's being used. Look, somebody should have thought of that, huh? Well, you mean I should have thought of that? Can you hack it somehow? Override her code. You do know who you're talking to. So that's a yes? <laughs> <laughs> then do it, please. All right, but I'm using my command code. Why? Because you still don't trust me? Oh, it is. No, because it is a 16-digit alphanumeric code that I will have to enter God knows how many times, and I haven't got around to memorizing yours yet. Just get me control of the city back. <laughs> you can understand how David enjoyed himself filming this. Oh, yeah. Actually got somebody new to uh, run that. Can you hear me? Go ahead. By now you're aware the city is entirely under my control. And there are several bulkhead doors between me and your nearest search team. You can't possibly get to me. Yes, we're well aware. And I'm sure Dr. McKay believes he can override my command code, and it's possible. In a matter of several hours, he could, but I don't have that kind of time. We'd be more than happy to wait this out. Now, who knows what kind of trouble I could cause with life support while I wait? Or maybe I'll just send a signal to the Wraith, like you did. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, don't provoke her. I want Shepard. Well, I'm sorry I can't help you with that. Is there something else I can do for you? Don't screw with me, Caldwell. The very least I can kill Weir. Yes, and we know you like it. <laughs> yeah, between the pair of them, you, you think Thalen is probably the better bet to support. He has gone out his way not to kill anybody. Three signals on two separate floors at the base of the tower. We're asked to be the one in the science lab, which leaves these other two over here. Which is which? The other one is Taylor. And the other one has to be Shepard. Taylor, this is Caldwell. I wasn't able to capture Dr. Weir. <laughs> so, everybody else has failed as well. You're in good company. Try your hand with Thalen instead. Hmm. I will contact you as soon as I have him. Taylor, out. That's not gonna work. <laughs> Damn automatic doors. That's the problem when they won't open. Is this the way you want it, Phoebus? Another stalemate? I thought you wanted to finish this. What's wrong, Thalen? You can't get out? <laughs> Feeling a bit impotent, are we? Why wasn't the energy... See, the energy cell wasn't lit then, was it? Mm. <laughs> Squeeze. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> well, that was a bit easy, wasn't it? Mm. Men, no problem at all, Taylor. They throw themselves at it. Well, you could take on old Shepard even when he was Shepard. Yes, give her a stick and she'll beat him senseless. Caldwell, do you have him or not? Losing patience. I'm working. We're working on it. I don't buy it, Colonel. Well, I'm telling the truth. Oh, please. Even Weir thinks you're hopeless. <laughs> you can't Ooh. <laughs> We're close. We're not close. <laughs> I have found an interesting way of rerouting your new Halon fire suppression system all the way from hazmat storage to personnel quarters. You're <laughs> telling me they've installed fire suppression system. Didn't Atlantis have something like that? Apparently not. Weird. <laughs> you know what it is? They did have faith in this technology. It'll never burn down. Ooh. They used to walk in a server room that had that. There was a gas mask by the door. But there was only yeah. one. <laughs> the strong will survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The, the love between these people. We have them. I thought you might. There's a new security camera in the northernmost stairwell of that part of the tower. I want him taken there so that I can see him. Kicking and screaming, if possible. Taylor, we've been requested to put the colonel in front of the nearest security camera. 
Oh, Mrs. Muscles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you're the only one that managed to get to him. Yes, girl power. Yeah. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> We're just going to wait until he regains consciousness. <laughs> then shoot him. <laughs> Are you making any progress? Yes. Really? Ooh. I would just like to state for the record that it is astounding to me that once again I find myself in the position of having to save this city when you and your... Space Marines can't figure out how to track down two people. There are two people with the skills and resources of Dr. Weir and Colonel Shepard who probably know this city better than anyone else. And also, for the record, I was against this from the very beginning. Yes. Yes, you were. Thank you. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. <laughs> Derailed Rodney. He's regaining consciousness. Those cable ties don't look too secure, to be honest. Taylor, it's me. And that looks like a casino camera. It does a bit, don't it? Yeah. Do not waste your breath trying to convince me you're a John Shepard. I do not believe you. Do you see what they're doing? They're pitting us against each other. You know me. Oh, please. You call that acting? <laughs> they had to green screen all these monitors. Didn't have a live feed this time around. Mm. Again, probably because of shooting schedules. Sir, I have Colonel Shepard on my screen. Wrong again. Still hatred. I guess I'm satisfied with this. Taylor? Yes. Kill him. Ooh. What? Kill him. Now you'd have thought she'd want to do it herself. That extra bit of satisfaction. Don't listen to her. Kill him now, or I vent Halon fire suppressant into all the living spaces in Atlantis. Okay? I know, I know, I'm almost done here. Colonel, can she do this? Yes. She's created a shunt between the fire suppression system and life support. I believe so. How many people are at risk? Three quarters of the expedition. Why do you need life support? You're on a bloody planet. Just go outside. Well, I suppose once you lock the city down, it goes on to internal ventilation. So the life support system becomes paramount. Thousands have died with no hope for victory. Both sides reduced to a mere handful of fighters. Thousands? Is that all? Thousands? Come on. Gotta be millions, surely. This sort of confrontation is either over who said what to uh, your sister, or global. Believe me when I say I have absolutely nothing to lose. In a very short time, I will feel excruciating pain. This body will convulse, and I will cease to exist. Watch him, Taylor. Watch him. All I can hope for now is to achieve victory for my people. Phoebus, your people are long dead. Who lost or won a war so many years ago, it does not matter. It matters to me. Yeah, reasoned argument isn't going to work. Indeed not. If you kill me, you're killing him. He cares for you more than you know. <laughs> oh, yes. Just as manipulative. Please do not make me do this. You don't have to. Shoot him, or I release the gas and just hope it reaches the both of you. She has a capability in doing what she claims. Can't you stall it a bit? Put the boot in, you know. Make him suffer a bit more. John will get over that. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I am. Kill him. Hmm. <laughs> Keep typing, Rodney. Keep typing. <laughs> From this range, this is going to be messy. Suddenly, we're going to get about an extra 20 seconds of time, which John really didn't have. Hmm. Right, because now we're running short. 
<laughs> She's toned, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rodney. We know you're playing Zork. Go east. Open door. Shepard doesn't believe you'll do it. Me neither. Forgive me, John. I've got it. I'm overriding your code now. Are you sure? It's done. Go. Taylor, this is Caldwell. Do not fire. I repeat, do not fire. Come on, these last-minute saves. Hmm. It doesn't come as a surprise, but you can't keep having them like this. Rodney running... Temper, temper. Oh, bless Tori. Shut her eyes when she fired the P90. The only way to do it is to override everything. Nobody's in control now. She is long gone. All security teams, this is Caldwell. Resume your search for Dr. Weir. If you have to kill her, that's all right. I'll be in charge, and I won't press charges. <laughs> Can't leave me like this. I will not let her harm you. I don't know how determined she is. So you're going to shoot Elizabeth then? Oh, God. You can't let her win. He's going into convulsions. Do not release him no matter what happens. That's good. Oh, the wreckage from the last firefight. Nice. <laughs> Those are fake convulsions. <laughs> that did look a bit dodgy, didn't it? Looked a lot dodgy. <laughs> well, if that was his consciousness being released, it should have been more painful. Taylor. Is that really you? You're never going to believe me, so... I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Stand away from him and up against the wall. He is unconscious. Sneaky, Taylor. I don't know how many bullets I have left in this thing, or I would have already shot you. I said back off! Or what? You've got the gun. If you're going to shoot her, you might as well shoot her. Why even bother demanding that you move? Pull the trigger. Oh, she doesn't look too good. Unconscious or not, I want to see his face. Just before I blow it off? <laughs> oh well, so much for gloating. You should have just opened fire as soon as you got the chance. You all right? Yes. Watcher. It is over. Or is it? How long we got stuck in that damn corridor for two hours? Call a medical team and have them both taken to the infirmary. You got it. This is Lauren. I need a medical team to my location now. How do you know it was me? I still do not. Keep his hands bound until Dr. Beckett tells you otherwise. Don't name just for good measure. <laughs> if you didn't know, why'd you give me the stunner? Because you would have shot her either way. <laughs> it was a reasonable gamble, because as we said, Thalen hasn't actually gone around trying to hurt anybody, except Phoebus. <laughs> Good point. For an episode that ran long, they seem to have concluded a little early. Good morning. Tori says he, she wants to watch the episode again, but this time with popcorn and a, a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Good morning. And she was also complaining that Joe has a little PDA with a solitaire program on. When, when did she? Sometime in the middle of the night, kicking and screaming. As they were setting up for the shot, Joe was playing solitaire. And he just carried on playing. <laughs> the strangest feeling, no? The entire time I was shouting to everyone, but nothing I wanted would come out of my mouth. I know. It's a real nightmare. Especially when you shot Ronan. <laughs> oh, God, but I wasn't... I know, I know. It was her. How is he? 
He's fine. Mm. Taylor and Rodney just went to see him in post off. This would be one humdinger of a report to write. Did they believe you were... you? To be honest, I think the only people who believe 100% are Beckett. <laughs> you. And me. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I can safely say that I know how you feel. Here's a small club. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you, Colonel, for keeping a potentially explosive situation under control. Yeah, well, it was a lot closer than I would like to admit. For what it's worth, uh, Kay says you did a good job. Did he? <laughs> wow. I, I should do. I'm a colonel. Yes, please. Oh, God, no. Don't believe anything she might have said. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you think? I'll let it stew for years and years. The paperwork on this is going to be a nightmare. Especially that kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, try not to kill each other while I'm gone. <laughs> She's a bit embarrassed. Ah, Drake did that as well. You've got to have the funny bit at the end. The whole Voyager transwarp thing. Right then, that was the long goodbye. That was pretty fun. Indeed. Yeah, like I say, Tori having the time of her life. Excellent episode for her. And a character, of course. As we said, uh, striking similarities to Let This Be Your Last Battlefield, the Season 3 Star Trek episode. Bracket to your last bracket. Yes, if you need to actually specify which series. I suppose there are people that haven't seen the original. I'm glad you didn't add the traditional words, but which usually go after the words the original, not just in relation to Trek. But, uh... What, and <laughs> Yeah, you really don't want to start up the sort of storm that that would release. I made no bones about it, that uh, I'm a TOS aficionado first and foremost. But that's all right. Despite the random pauses in strange conversation. <laughs> it works for Bill. Yes. On two occasions I have played Chicken in a radio play which had Japanese speech mannerisms. <laughs> nice. Yeah, clock, 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 boldly, clock, <laughs> where no clock has walked before I have long since abandoned any lingering sense of personal shame. You've seen some of my photos on Facebook. Makes life so much easier, doesn't it? Makes life so much more fun. <laughs> uh, the Oh God, by the way, the London Fire Brigade have had to actually formally issue this warning. Do not take a pop-up toaster, turn it sideways, and use it to make cheese on toast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mind you, a lot of people don't have grills these days. Using a toaster to make cheese on toast is a bad idea. Fire Brigade warns. Yeah, all you do is toast your bread, microwave your cheese, then pour your cheese on your bread. Oh. That way the toast stays crispy. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a little bit of feedback this week. First off on our Google Plus page, Mac posted... I love this episode. Such a good thing when we see Ball back on screen. I replied that there was plenty of him to go around. And Max said, just a few. Yeah, we lost at least three balls in that episode. I wonder if there's an ongoing count somewhere on the net. Over on our Facebook group, Lee Montgomery posted, Wasn't much of a Cameron fan, to be honest. He was okay. Brad Moll posted, Wow, totally missed Tilk's joke. Carter, what are you doing? We are supposed to be under the radar. Tilk. I don't believe this planet possesses such a technology. Laugh out loud. Priceless. And I replied, There were some very funny and some very dry humour in the episode, probably to reflect and counter Cameron and his enthusiasm. As always, lots of chat over on Twitter. 
We have 1,200 plus followers, and wouldn't it be nice if they all listened to the show? But I guess that would also mean going to a more expensive hosting package. Birthdays for the coming week include... On the 11th of May, Aaron Paul. Aaron played a young Hammond in the classic SG-1 episode 1969, and also played Major Kearney on the episode Lockdown. On the 12th, Aaron Abrams celebrates his birth. He appeared twice on Atlantis as Canayo, and sharing this day is the actor-director Gavin Hood. Gavin played Colonel Alexei Vasilov in the SG-1 episode Lockdown, and directed X-Men Origins Wolverine, Ender's Game and the Oscar-winning Totsie. Nancy Sorrell has her birthday on the 14th. She was Garan in the SG-1 episode It's Good to be King. And sharing that birthday is Chris Kramer, who was a pilot in the SG-1 episode Fragile Balance. On the 16th, perhaps the most unexpected guest star on Stargate has his birthday. Danny Trejo. Yes, the man himself guest starred as Omal in the Atlantis episode Missing. Finally, on the 17th, a happy birthday to Richard Leacock, who appeared on SG-1 in two roles in the episodes Foothold and Bane. A lot more Stargate-related birthdays to come. We'll tweet and post them on the appropriate days. The wrap-up show polls have been extended, so you all have another week to vote. We would really like to get more votes than last year, but if we don't, we have already got a good selection of episodes pulling out a lead in Season 9 of SG-1 and Season 2 of Atlantis. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, including being a guest on the next two seasons of SG-1 and SGA, which will be starting soon, then you can do so in many ways. We have contact options on gatecast.co.uk and our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Google Plus under Gatecast or you can find us under a general Stargate search. And on Twitter we are at the Gatecast, which is one word. The podcast is also listed on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio and we would love reviews and ratings on those services. Very helpful to get us noticed when people go looking for Stargate or sci-fi themed shows. Okay then, let's return to the show. And goodbye next week we have... The Scourge. I see. Lots of Beatles. It's like a B-movie sci-fi feature. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, come on, it'll be a lot of fun. You're going to love it. I probably will, yeah. Okay then, folks, that was Long Goodbye. As Alan says, next week is The Scourge. I hope you can join us for that. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Yeah.